Uh, welcome to this episode of IPET Networks Educating Tony and in this episode really excited to have Emily Thomas from Canny Cross uh, Coach, Company Director and we're going to talk all about Canny Cross. Hi Emily. Hi Tony. Uh, great to have you on. So um, before we start and get into the qualification a little bit about you so can you give me a bit more of your background? That's where, where, where did you come from? Who are you? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I originally found Canny Cross because I had a very difficult rescue dog. Um, people that know my backstory know I had a, a husky collie cross called Tegan and she was very destructive in my home. And so I was looking for something to do with her that would sort of help uh, direct that pent up energy into something positive. So that was how I found Canny Cross. And very quickly, I discovered that I was going to be quite involved in it and that I wanted to actually take it further and set up my own business around Canny Cross. So I set up a retail business called Canine Trail Time, which is where most people know me from because that, that business has been in operation for over 10 years now. Um, and obviously as the sport has developed, more people have come into Canny Cross. There's been people setting up, teaching other people to Canny Cross. And so that was where Canny Canny Cross Coach came from. Can't even say it myself. Um, because there, there was this need to, to have a, what we call a dog centered approach to Canny Cross. So it's not from like a personal training side. It's more about the the dog training, training your dog to run with you. Fabulous. So you've said Canny Cross there a million times, which is amazing. <laughs> it's really easy to get out. But uh, this podcast is all about educating Tony. What is Canny Cross? I, I really don't know. Ah, okay. Well, Canny Cross is basically cross-country running with dogs. So you, it's not uh, having your dog sort of running next to you or free running with you. You actually have to have a special setup, um, okay. a, a proper dog sports harness, which is designed to distribute the force of your dog pulling in a safe way down their body. Uh, you have a bungee lead, which is, um, they have different lengths, but generally around two meters that uh, absorbs the pull of your dog uh, on your body as well. And then you have a waist belt, which is, it looks a bit like a climbing harness in most cases. Um, and they have sort of various different um, features. Some of them are more padded than others, but that distributes the, the force of your dog pulling over your body. So it, it's all there to protect you and your dog to make sure that uh, none of you get injured when you're out running around the trails. Oh, fantastic. So um, two questions then for you. First of all, did this canny cross training with this rescue dog, did it help? Did it help this dog? Absolutely. Um, I I was getting to the point where um, every time I came home, there was something new destroyed. And uh, <laughs> it, it turned out that actually channeling her energy into something really positive and constructive with me not only helped to burn that energy for her, but actually the biggest thing, and this is what a lot of people feed back when they start canny crossing, is that we we built a really good bond. We, we really uh, sort of connected through the exercise through the training and I had tried various different um, activities with her before but there wasn't such um, a a focus on the teamwork with anything other than the canny cross and I think because you have that element of teamwork where it's you and your dog 
there listening to you, uh, looking out for what's coming up on the trail. Um, and you're obviously giving them cues, voice cues to go in different directions or to slow down if you're going down a hill and speed up if you're going up a hill. Um, that Your dog is, is sort of connecting in with you. And, and it's that um, building a bond that I found really useful for my relationship with her. And I think that was what was a turning point in the separation anxiety because she began to, to trust me a lot more. And so the destruction got less in the home. And uh, yeah, it definitely had a positive effect for both of us. Fantastic. That's, that, that, that sounds an amazing sort of um, development for, for lots of animals, so that bond, you know, uh, creating a bond, I think it's really important. So the, you developed the Canicross or with your with your organisation Canine Trail Time. Um, so, is it just a sport in the sense of um, do you do it as a leisure? Do you compete? What, where does it sit in the sort of sports level then? So we're not actually a recognised sport um, okay. for things like Sport England or anything like that. We have been trying to work with um, our governing body to get it recognised. But at the moment, it's still an informal sport. But it is definitely a sport. And we do have um, a national championships, uh, which allows us to, to qualify to go and compete in European and world championships. So it's definitely a sport um however that doesn't mean that you have to take it as seriously as that there are definitely lots and lots of different races that you can do but you can obviously just go out and enjoy running um as you as you would a normal runner you know you don't have to take part in the races but there are organized um events that you can go to and um i've done a lot over the last i've been canny crossing for <laughs> 13 years um and the majority of that time bar the pandemic um i would say i've been away every other weekend at an event of some description so there's lots to do if you want to okay that, that you know that in itself is it's, it's amazing that you've got both sides. It's not just a sport or not just leisure. It gives you both. And I think that's, uh, you know, that's definitely a real benefit where some sports put a lot of sports put a pressure on only to do the sport. So benefits then for, for you or for the human side of the Canicross, what are the benefits for you? What, what do you get out of it? How, what, what's your development? Is it fitness? Is it bonding? What, what do you get out of it? Definitely fitness. Um, I have never classified myself as a serious runner. I didn't really run before I tried it with Tegan. Obviously, I did in school. Uh, sports day was about the extent of my running experience. Um, but for me, it I, I mean, I lost three and a half stone when I started running with her. Um, I was overweight and, um, you know, going out and enjoying that physical activity meant that it was a lot easier for me to actually get fit um, and lose the weight at that point. So it was it was good in that sense. But I think the one thing that all of us canny crossers um, noticed particularly with everything that's been going on over the last couple of years is is the benefit for for your mental health it's just so um it's so different to be able to go out and run and enjoy that partnership with your dog and and get away from sort of the the stresses of daily life so i think um the apart from the sort of fitness and health side of it um, physically, the, the mental health side of it where you go out and you're exploring trails and, and you just sort of get lost with your dog is, is a real benefit mentally as well. 
Okay, that's that again. Mental health is 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 such an important part of today. You know, whether it's with an animal, with obviously whether it's with a human. Um, so excitement then of launching a um uh, a qualification. So, what was your thought process behind? Why did you want it to be a qualification, and what what did you what did you want to achieve from that? What was the next stages for you? I think for me, um, with the this sort of the uh, increase in people taking up Canny Cross, a lot of the I'm in a lot of the groups. I see a lot of the the questions that come out, um, and people were asking the same sort of things over and over again about Canny Cross. And one of the the sort of overriding things to come out of it was that people don't necessarily realize that you do have to train uh it is it you know there's there's quite a big element of dog training involved in canny cross as well you can't just strap your dog to you even if you've got the right equipment and just expect them to understand that you want them to go out and, and pull you around and run with you so i i started to sort of talk about people of talk with people about what they wanted to see in terms of training um, and obviously, from my own experience, uh, there are lots of things that I wish I knew um, when I first started out. So things like uh, the different environments, people are always asking about what temperatures they can run their dogs in. And, you know, we all see the things every summer about don't take your dog out. Um, and people were sort of saying, well, what temperatures can I run my dogs in? Yeah. And there's, there's no easy answer to that. So you have to go into quite a lot of depth about, um, you know, the things that you need to look for. Um, there's also things to do with, uh, you know, making sure that your canine athlete is kept physically healthy themselves. So, you know, we have sports massages. Um, the dogs generally need, um, you know, a bit of attention and a bit of uh, monitoring as well. If you start, it's, it's like with anything, if you start a new sport, you need to, to be keeping an eye on everything that's going on with their um, muscular system. And um, I'm also a qualified canine hydrotherapist. So I take a particular interest in, um, you know, dogs movement and, and the way that it, it's sort of affected by dog sports as well. We, we see a lot of fitness clients. And so we work on that. Um, and all these things were sort of almost getting missed out of, of the process that people were going through when they started getting into Canny Cross because it's not necessarily things that people thought about. Um, it's not the first thing you think of. You know, you think, oh, I get my equipment and I just go out and I run with my dog. So the qualification has come about because I really wanted to give people an opportunity to learn about Canny Cross in a, in a very broad way so that they're you know, they're safe and they feel happy and confident going out with their dog. And the qualification is to actually teach people to teach people because we've we've got people that are out there who are teaching um, people in a in a good way to canny cross. But I think there's a lot of misinformation out there as well. And so to put everything into a proper recognized qualification will be a really big step forward for standardizing the knowledge that people get taught when they first start canny crossing. That's fantastic. I just lost you a second there about the qualifications right at the beginning. So um, just to kind of get it in my own head, the, the thought process behind the, the qualification was is to make sure that 
what people want to know, they need to know because you missed out on some of that knowledge. It's making sure that you answer all the right questions for someone who wants to come and do this kind of cross. And then obviously to give people the, the skills and the, and the ability and, uh, uh, and understanding the, you know, when they can run the dog, when they can't run the dog, how they, you know, what's the importance of it. And then at the end, obviously they've got something that they can take away uh, to say what they've gained. Is that, is that, is that right in a nutshell for you? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's it's just giving people everything that they need to think about. It doesn't obviously cover all the ins and outs yeah. of it because you could go on for days and days and days. But it's it's to make sure that people feel confident um, about what they're they're sort of teaching people and what what is being taught, that it covers everything that needs to be thought about in the process of canny crossing. It's not just going out and strapping your dog to you. And, 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 and I think that's come across really important through, the, through this podcast. So I, I kind of like to always finish off on a, a, um, like the, the burning question. And my burning question to you would be, if you could give anybody or yourself, going back and looking back, one piece of advice about Candy Cross, what would it be? Oh, one piece you know, I'm, I'm putting advice. you on the spot there, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would just be to to really in, invest in in your dog, in taking that time to um, absorb observe your dog first and and get to know them a little bit better before you start a new sport so um one of the things that i'm always encouraging people to do is to to watch their dog at home watch their dog where they're out watch pick up on all their little quirks and everything um before you start doing something new like canny cross so that you can spot any differences to see if there's anything that you know you might need to improve on and and it's it's that bond with your dog i think that needs to be emphasized size more than anything else fantastic look that's brilliant emily thank you so much for your time it's obviously opened my eyes to something that i, I really didn't understand or know a great deal about you know i pet network are really excited with this new qualification and um you know let's hope that people can understand that the importance of bonding with your dog is you know in a different format yes yeah thank you for having me thanks very much bye bye